Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Movie Chatter. I'm Eric and I am joined tonight by Lou and Robin. Lou, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to talk about this movie tonight. Awesome. I am too. Um, I'm just fixing a couple of things here on the YouTube stream. There we go. Now we have the right show logo there. Robin, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm in my new podcasting suite. <laughs> yes. Outdoors. Kind of. No. Well, not really, but you know. Podcasting on fresco. We'll, we'll, we'll call it that. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, it's just a gray wall. You will have to bear with me because I am a little bit under the weather, a little bit of a sore throat. So um, that means Lou and, and Robin, you have to do all the talking tonight. So. I. We're good. All right. Fine. Well, that's good news. Um, we are going to be covering Kate, <laughs> a recent release on Netflix that is uh, kind of a, a revenge action, adrenaline-laced movie. Uh, came out, what, a couple weeks ago? A month ago? Yeah, the release date was ahead of second recent. Ago. Yeah. The important thing, though, is it is on Netflix, so if you're a subscriber, it's free. You don't have to go to the theaters. You don't have to pay $19.99 to purchase it on iTunes or Amazon Video. You've already got it. And we are going to talk about whether or not you should spend your valuable time watching this movie. So, Can we talk about how much we don't like the new IMDb interface? Pretty much every time I, we pull up I, IMDb, yeah. no matter which podcast we're like, on. I can't find... If I anything, yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is, I keep getting promotions for other things yep. while I'm trying to look mm. for information mm -hmm. on this thing. That's because they want you to pony up for the IMDb Pro, right? Yeah. And you get these big do, yeah. icons and pictures and stuff, and and not actual data. Like if it were Instagram, yeah. that'd be great. I'd want to see, you know, every single picture of every single person who's on the page, but. No, it's a reference page. I want the data that we're referencing. So, right. That's okay. We forgive anyway. you, IMDb. No, we don't. <laughs> that's okay. So, what we're going to do is we are going to go around the room here and uh, give our initial thoughts on the movie, um, whether or not we liked it. And after that, we are going to dive into spoilers. Um, I think. There are only two real big spoilers here, and the first one is kind of telegraphed by the trailer itself, so that one's not really a, a big spoiler. But there are some plot twists in the film, so we, we will get to those here in a few minutes. But first, let's start with you, Robin. What did you think about this movie? Because it's kind of your fault that we ended up watching what, this. It, uh, what? Because uh, what? I wanted you to watch Evan Costello meet Frankenstein, so this is my fault? Oh, you guys are in for it. No, I, I think I was the one who recommended it because I saw the trailer and thought it looked really uh, good. No, the Abin Costello I'll, I'll, I'll Frankenstein's your fault too. Was this yours, Lou? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Can we blame Robin anyway? Because it's more fun because it's oh, Robin. Always, always. Okay, yeah, yeah Robin. Yeah, well, we can do that. Thanks a lot, Robin. <clears throat> I know, right? I got my flu shot today and my arm is itchy. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> that, that was... So, I, you know what? Wow, conversational whiplash there. I... <laughs> okay your thoughts on so, kate it, or your arm i mean I, if you want to talk about your arm hurting I, I i know what that's like you know 
I liked it. You know why? No. I like Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, I just think he's, I just think he's an excellent. Yeah, but he actor. wasn't in this very much. Just saying. I'm, but his. But he had a prominent role. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I like the story, although it was a little ro- Rogue One-ish for me. But um, mm, okay, I, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn it off on a rainy Saturday afternoon. I thought she was there the one is. hyping this so much. No. Oh, okay. This is going to be an interesting episode, Lou. What did you think? <laughs> um, you know, so I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, so the trailer hooked me. I saw the trailer, you know, a couple weeks back on on um, Netflix. I'm like, huh, that looks interesting. I mean, it looks like it's derivative of other stuff we've seen, but um, yeah, I, I think this is a good movie to watch. So I, I was glad I watched it. I thought that it was a fun popcorn movie. A little bit of gratuitous violence, just a touch, but you know, a little. For the, for the most part, it wasn't. You know, for the most part, the violence was just fine, but there was a couple scenes where it was like. Oh, okay. I didn't need to see that, but you know, yeah. Don't let the knife come out the guy's face. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but um, you know, the 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 premise was nothing new. The the you know there was nothing really surprising in the movie that was like, oh my god, what a great twist or what a great thing. Go-. No, it was just kind of yeah, it was good. You know, all all in all, it like like Robin said, I won't turn it off on a rainy Saturday afternoon if it was on TV. You know. Good background noise, but I'm glad I watched it. I was in, I enjoyed it. Good popcorn flick. What about you, Eric? Well, now I'm confused because I thought you had really <laughs> liked it and recommended it, and you're like, yeah, wouldn't turn it off on a rainy day. I'm like, well, that's not exactly high praise. And then okay. it turns out you, Lou, were the one that thought it was something we should review, and your response was, yeah, kind of the wouldn't turn it off on a rainy day thing. Well, no, I think there's some good things to review in this okay. movie. You know, good things to talk about, Yeah, but... Yeah. Overall, I mean, it's not a cinematic masterpiece. It's not no. like, oh my God, mind blowing, like you know, John Wickish type thing when you first saw that. Right. Um, it was just, it was just good. Okay, you know, it was a, which is know, fine. Not every movie has to I mean, win an Academy Award or be the next Star Wars. Right. I mean, if I'm grading it, I'm probably giving it a, you know, seventy-five, eighty. You know, C okay. plus. Man, that's not bad. B, B you plus. Know? B plus. Okay. All right. Let's so. give it a B plus. Yeah, I mean, we should listen to the professor over here when it comes to grades. <laughs> so let, let's not ask her to grade us, Luke. Is no, yeah, no, <laughs> not not live. Yeah. All right. Well, I I maybe liked this better than the two of you. I'm I'm a little surprised by that. Um, we've watched some other similar movies recently. Um, what was the Gunsmoke something? Gunpowder milkshake. Gunpowder milkshake. That one, gunpowder, gun smoke, this was whatever. Way they were guns. better than gunpowder milkshake. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Yes. No. Milk, milk maker, gunpowder, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, not no, Robin, you, you had your turn. We can come back to this, but this was everything gun smoke <laughs> beverage, dessert beverage thing was not. This was, um, this was realistic. This felt kind of like John Wick, like almost it could have existed. In fact, I think Tim, I want to give credit to Tim on this because this, this is my comment. Um, but thinking back to what Tim said on Random Cheddar, I agree with him that this could have happened in the John Wick universe. Well, actually, when they, so that was the other movie we we're going to do in a week or two from now, Protégé. Oh, did he um, say that, that was? The same 
production. Yeah, we talked about that because that's that, right. And that was produced by the same producing company. Same company, okay. Yeah. So and they said it could be in the same. But this could be also. This, I mean, this could be in also in the same vein. It had the same. So it did. It wasn't the same kind of story, and it was clearly not the same universe. But I felt like this was not cartoonishly over the top like Gunpowder Milkshake was. Um, it wasn't overly stylized. It wasn't all about the presentation. To me, this felt like, number one, the fight choreography was really good. Uh, number two, mm. the characters, I was able to connect with them. They had substance. They had backstory. And the plot, which is separate from the story, the story is, is I think, in my opinion, is kind of a bigger umbrella. The story involves character progression as well, whereas the plot is like the literal... This happened, then this happened, then this happened. Plot is more chronological listing of events, if you will, mm -hmm. in my mind. So I thought the plot worked well, too. I kind of really liked this because I was going into this expecting, oh, it's going to be yet another one of these like big over the top movies because that's all we've been getting. We've been getting a lot of those from Netflix recently, and some have been pretty good. Some not so much. And I was a little worried and I was pleasantly surprised to find that this, for me, fit more into the category of a John Wick type movie. Not because it was so close to being John Wick, but rather it took itself seriously and it deserved to. Go ahead. I, I just, I just put you know, when you t you talked about it being sort of closer to reality mm -hmm. than Gunpowder Milkshake, I, I I I mean, are we ready to like actually talk about this? Because there is Barney one the dinosaur is closer that... to actual reality than Gunpowder Milkshake was. But this, there's one piece of this, and it's a huge piece of this, which actually bothers me. Okay. Okay. So, and that is, I'm sorry, but if you're drugged and you have 24 hours to live, you're not going to be that much of a bad bleep uh going around killing people and you know getting you shot yourself okay and then getting up and you know doing it all over that again that is an excellent I, point I, just don't, I don't just don't think the human body's made that way gunpowder milkshake <laughs> now, now granted so we're gonna get into some spoiler territory <laughs> we're gonna keep it kind of light and then we'll kind of move toward yeah. bigger spoilers so in this film the as described in the trailer, the lead character is poisoned and has about 24 hours to live, and she's out to get revenge on the people who poisoned her. She's an assassin, and somebody's getting revenge on her, so she's out to get revenge on whoever it is that poisoned her. So this is radiation poisoning. Now, I, I don't know a lot about radiation poisoning, but the way they presented it in the film... It made it made sense in the context of the film. Well, to an extent, for in in layman's terms, to an extent, right. it, it, keep I'll agree with that. However, I'll say that the the way they portrayed it was very inconsistent. Okay, but let, she was let me let me let me make, let me make really this point bad. first, and then we'll Go get ahead, into that because because yeah. <laughs> what you're saying yeah. deserves more expl exploration. Mm. But let me just wrap up this little point here in a microcosm. Comparing it to Gunpowder Milkshake, you have someone who is poisoned slash injected with something. Um, this one, 
kind of made more sense. There was clear intent. You see the gradual degradation of the character's body. You see how much more difficult everything is that she's trying to do. You, you see now whether it's accurate or not, whether it they took liberties with it. We'll get to that in just a minute. But from a storytelling point of view, it made a certain amount of sense. Certain amount. You'll, you'll give me that, I hope. Sure. When it happened in Gunpowder Milkshake, it was the most ludicrous, nonsensical portrayal I've ever seen of any character ever getting poisoned with anything in the history of ever. <laughs> Not to use too much hyperbole, but... So, if you're going to compare these two, yeah, this is way more realistic than Gunpowder Milkshake's portrayal of a very similar sort of thing. Wow, okay. Lou just wants see, to be outside see, see. too. I do, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm trying not to compare it to Gunpowder Milkshake because I think they're different they movies. Are, they are yeah. very, they very are different. Very they should not well, really I mean, be compared. They are right. literally different movies. Yeah. But um, in terms of this movie, uh, you know, so some of the... The way they portrayed her in her sickness progressing through the movie was very inconsistent. I mean, even down to the very first scene where we knew she was having problems, here she's on the rooftop trying to make a shot, and she's you know shaking her head off. She's something's going on. She misses the shot, and then she, you know, she's still feeling bad. She stands up immediately, runs across the building, does a somersault, jumping between buildings, and does the amazing acrobatic moves. Gets yeah. down, takes another shot. I'm like, wait, I thought you were feeling bad. And then she's. Five seconds later, she's down on the ground, puking against the wall. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, so are, are you feeling bad or not feeling bad? It's like, you know, and that was really weird. But she was ramped and up on the on, adrenaline. And again, radiation sickness is a little bit different than other things. And if it's that fast of an onset no, I know, of thing, I, I get what yep. you're saying, though. But but even later on, uh, you know, when she's uh, duct taping her midriff <laughs> to keep things together. <laughs> yeah. um, she was feeling clearly really bad there. And then she's feeling really good the next scene. I'm like, it just seemed because she had like the little EpiPen writing standpoint. Thing, and they kept showing that sort of thing again, unlike other movies that we won't mention again. Um, now, whether that would actually have the effect that the movie portrayed it, not saying it would, but mm, they did know, yeah. at one point show that she kept giving herself, you know, medication of some sort. They did. It wasn't literally an EpiPen, yeah. but it was something where when she was at the the hospital, talking to the one doctor, yeah. and and she got that big collection of little cylinders, auto injectors. Mm -hmm. So whatever yeah. that was, that was supposed to every time she started feeling like she was going under, she could take a shot of that, and that would give her another, you know, earlier on maybe two or three hours as the movie progressed less and less and less yeah. an hour. but but you're I, I you're right that, it was an issue yeah i mean if you compare that to other movies that do the same kind of thing like i'm thinking doa um right a good movie to compare this to i don't remember that one. that was a very steady progression of how he progressed through the um course of his poisoning okay there's there's also another re recent one. It's 24 Hours to Live. Um, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, and and it it sort of had it was Ethan Hawke. Um, it sort of had a similar thing, right? That the guy gets the guy has something or is injected with something that gives him 24 hours to live, and he has to figure out who did it uh, and why. Um, 
and and it's interesting. Well, that was a 2017 movie, but um, I don't know. It had sort of the same feel, and I I sort of group all of these kinds of movies into the the Rogue One, um, you know, hit there where you're watching a movie where everybody's. Oh wait, I I hope they're. I'm not spoiling anything. In, for in the premise you're of the movie is the character only has 24 dies. hours to live, and and so here's a spoiler. Um, they actually follow through with the premise of the movie. Yeah. So there's your ending. Yeah. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> but go on. Yeah. I, right. And, and so to be clear, I, I don't like movies like this typically where, you know, the character's going right. to die at, at the end and then they do die at the end. And I just things like The Patriot, Braveheart, all of these classic movies. Mm-hmm. Everybody's loved Gladiator, which was a great movie. But I'm like, I don't want to watch it again, though, because it's kind of a downer. It's kind of downer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. And, I mean, and, I, I tend to watch them because I, I do like if they've told the story well, it doesn't matter if you know the ending. You're right. You know, up front. If they tell it really well, like, I mean, I'll come back to DOA again because I thought DOA was a really well-done movie. This is a late 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was a good mystery movie because you got the, the lead actor who's who's dying and you know he's going to die trying to solve his own murder. And it's just, it's a really cool progression and this kind of had a little bit of that with a really heavy action bent well let me ask you this we we talked about the the inconsistencies and again i kind of feel like they were explained so i it didn't didn't even phase me i didn't even catch it but i i see where it could be an issue for you guys did it break the movie for you or did you still were you still able to enjoy it despite that no, there was form, there was function, there was flow. The one thing I do want to say about the movie mm-hmm. is um, the director who, because um, you know I'm always going to look at the director, um, Cedric Nicholas Troyan, if I'm pronouncing it right, um, mm-hmm. is known for visual effects. He started out as a visual I shouldn't say started out. It, his first several, maybe 10 or so movies, um, he's he was a visual effects person in. I thought this had really nice um, movement set design and, and I wouldn't call them star Wars level visual effects, but I think the way it was shot was um, very compelling. There is Mm -hmm. no point in this movie where I said, you know, turned to my partner and said, you know, I, I can't, I'm trudging through this. Right. So, um, so it kept my interest and in that, as you well know, I mean, I'm, I'm back, I'm back teaching nights, uh, teaching the film class. So I'm watching film, you know, um, not only for us, but you know, for others, uh, now she's paying more so, close so attention because she's back <laughs> in the game again. So you filmmakers out I'm there, back you in watch the game it again. I had a, yeah, I had a whole week off. So, you know, you guys had a whole week to, <laughs> get me involved but yeah so so i will say that about the film and and again i wouldn't turn it off on a rainy afternoon well listen i'll go Mm -hmm. one step further than that i agree with everything you said about the directing um i thought that the fight choreography was good too i loved that so many of the fights were single takes Mm -hmm. and there was no um you know dizzy cam born movies sort of you know the right, shaky right. cam stuff like it was easy to follow every single movement 
and none of it came across as kind of like faked or staged. It felt very real. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of points where I had to turn I, away. So one thing about me, there, there are only a couple of things I'll turn away from in a movie. Uh, knives are, are kind of a thing for me. Like I can sit there and watch open heart surgery. Doesn't gross me out. Not a problem. But that initial incision, like I can't watch mm. that. So there was mm. a lot of like knife work. Yeah, there was. And, and there was a lot of sequences where, you know, the, the action was really, really good. I mean, I'm mean, thinking that scene in the tea house was yeah. fantastic. I mean, the fights were there were great. And even that first fight she had when she was going to get into position to take that shot, you know, she's walking up, she's trying to pretend like she's, you know, out of place, doesn't know where she's going. And she takes those two guys out with a couple of kicks. I'm like, that was really impressive. You know, yeah. it looked good. But the some of the things later on, like when she was fighting, um, oh, God, later in middle, the middle of the movie, fighting the guy in his apartment where there yeah. it was somebody that she knew, I forget what his name was. Um, but, you know, that scene, the, the violence in that seemed like, I don't think you'd get up and keep fighting if you had those kind of, you know, hits on you. I'm like, you know, took took the took the the knife to the cheek and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, there's some pretty tough stuff the that I'm not sure you'd be able to You're not going to drop the keep... the broken stem no, of the champagne stuff, glass to the, you know, the yeah. upper right part of your rib cage. That's going to slow you down a little bit. You might bit. not be moving around too much. Yeah, but so, so other than that, though, the fighting yeah. was really, really good, and the choreography was great. Now, the, the flip I'm side kidding, of that, though, Lou, hold, hold that point. Don't yep, lose it. The flip side of that, though, is you also see other movies where, like, someone throws a plastic ketchup bottle near someone, and the guy falls over dead. <laughs> you know, right. so, like, there's got to be some balance of, would that kill someone? Yeah. No. Would that kill someone? Nobody had hurt really, really, really bad. Would that kill someone? Right. Okay, not yet, but they're not going to survive after it. Like the, you've got to find that that threshold there. And yeah, but what, so go on with what you were. Well, the, I was, they pushed the envelope of that thing of at what point do you just not keep going in the fight? I mean, you, you okay, Uncle? I'm out. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, what I was going to say was, what did you guys think of the um, the casting? So the lead actress, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Honestly, um, I thought I she thought was. She did. A, go ahead. I thought she did a great job. I agree. I, I, I thought she was really good. And I don't really know her that well. She's been in other stuff, but um, she was really, really good in this role. She carried the movie. I did not like her character in Birds of Prey, which is the most recent thing I saw her in. And I, I don't think that was her fault. The whole Prey. movie was trash. And I like comic book movies, but that one was just really bad. Um, this movie, there's... A lot of times when you get action movies like this, there's not a lot of emoting from the characters or from the actors and actresses. There's not a lot of moments where you really feel their humanity because they're so intent on turning the character into a badass all the time. Right. And I feel like in this movie, there, there was a lot of really human moments with her and she pulled them mm -hmm. off really well. Um, you could tell the difference in the scenes between her being in physical pain and her being in emotional pain and um, her taking situations seriously. Like she's about to kill somebody. She doesn't care whether they think she's a badass or not. Like it doesn't mm, matter. Right. And that's, I would have to imagine that's how it would be in the real world. It's not about, you know, you strutting around and, you know, like a, a pro wrestler or something. 
it's about you being efficient at what you do. And she was, and it felt right. I keep talking about this movie feeling real. It wasn't just the lack of libraries where all the books were filled with guns. It was more about the, the way the characters portrayed themselves. Um, you know, one thing I want to add so, in here before I forget that you, you made me think about this in a different light. I hadn't thought about it until just now. She felt a lot like um, Leon in The Professional. Oh, it was almost go. that same yeah, kind of extent. role of him, you know, her and her and the girl versus, you know, Leon and the girl. And there were a lot of similarities. Um, I didn't even pick yeah, up she, on that. She, she was a, I didn't until you were mentioning, you know, she, you know, she was a badass. She did her thing. She was very efficient what she did, but right. she had a humanity side to her. And, you know, that that a very good comparison, I thought. Yeah, now that you mentioned that. So, so two points. Um, one, I think she was able to do a good job because Ani, who uh, was played by uh, Miku Patricia Martino, Martino, sure. yep. Um, sure. Was I thought I thought she carried the movie. I really did. I loved her sassy teenage um injured you know tragically injured self she played trauma as a teenager really well and so i think there was a chemistry there that worked um and and so i i have to give credit to to the chemistry of those those two actors but now when you get woody harrelson in there he would probably be the one now i love woody harrelson not as much as I love Sir Kenneth Branagh, but, um, and you know, uh, Sir Kenneth, if you're listening to our podcast, you know, you could like phone in, but, um, and anyway, if you're um, listening to our podcast, we will set up a private number for you to phone in <laughs> through phone in, so, phone in for so Robin, Robin, but, just to go on what you said a minute ago. So, so, yeah. um, Miku, that actress, this is like all she's really ever done. I mean, she's yeah. done some voiceover work and some really something kid else. shows. According to this, she's done um, Ruby in the Well TV series okay. filming now. Um, Finny and the Shark, another <laughs> okay. voiceover anime thing, and Carl's Car Wash, and that's it. I was wrong. Okay. So, but and, and you're right. She did a fantastic job. Yeah. You know, being being a young actor and not really having any experience, she. She put her her chops in this movie. Yeah. Everything in there. Yeah. I, I don't know but, that she carried so, the movie away from from Mary as no, much, I but I, I, I certainly no, not, understand yeah. that argument. I mean, that's a valid big supporting role. Big but supporting Woody Harrelson. Role. But Woody Harrelson to me was the outlier. So so right there was no, I didn't feel so. The next movie we're going to cover, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about this. But the next movie we're going to cover had a bit more connection that I would like to see between a mentor and a mentee um, being, being mentored in my past and being a mentor, you know, in my, in my current um, um, life, I, I think there is a special connection when you choose to take on a mentor or um, a mentee, you know, you choose to take on a mentee. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think Woody Harrelson had that for me in this. Um, so, that connection was somehow broken for me, but I think also that was way, the way the character was written. I agree with that. Um, that last sentence, I, I think that 
it's hard for it to work when it's not a significant portion of the film. And I feel mm. like if they spent too yep. much time establishing that connection and that history, because really it's all historical. He's not out there on the field with her during this movie. And she's this movie focuses on a very narrow window. It's a 24 hour or less time period where she's going to die. So I kind of feel like it would be hard to cram that into this film in such a way to do it justice, because you would have to take away from the other aspects of the film with her connecting with the girl, which really was what this story is about sure. now, the character's life may be about more than that but i think that this mm. really was about her and kind of coming to terms with the reality that she's been living in and blind to throughout her life mm -hmm. and then another one that may become her after she leaves mm. and mm. you know what what do i pass along to this girl do I want her to go down the same road I did? Do I want her to go down a different road? How does that, what does that look like for that girl? Uh, that's what the movie's about. And it's right. about the humanity. It's right. not about the killing and it's not about the assassinations and all the action stuff. It's about what lies beyond that. And I think that's mm -hmm. another strong part of this movie is something underneath the surface of all the action scenes that we're seeing. And what meaning does all that have to this character? And what meaning does she want it to have for who's going to be left okay. behind? You know, the one thing, though, and I'll come back to what Rob was saying about Woody Harrelson's characterization in the movie. He, he didn't – they didn't have enough of him in the movie to make it feel like they were just trying to hold it back until the very end to me. Right. You know, we saw him in the beginning, and that was it until the very end. And it was like, oh, yeah, now this is what's going on the whole time. And I'm like – Okay, it, it, it's not really a, a twist or a, or a surprise if you just hide it from me. I mean, but I <laughs> you know. so this right, is right. my it's what I didn't like about the movie is the very first scene was like what was it like him and her in a van or something like that, and he hands her a soda. Mm -hmm. The moment he hands boom, her the boom, soda, boom. I said, "Crap, he's the bad well, guy." So too, like that moment, but then that wasn't it. Yeah, that moment, I'm like. Oh, I, I hope right. that's it, not it, what's it, going on, but the he's the bad guy. Because they, well, that, but I thought that the same thing, too, because I thought, well, he's poisoning, he's giving his, okay, that, that they just gave it to you in the first five minutes of the movie, but that wasn't it. But He yeah. wasn't the one doing well, that. Well, not literally, any, but he, you're he right. He orchestrated it. Yeah, and but, then we but, have I the mean, reason in the next make... conversation the two of them have together. Now we have the motive. And, and at the end yeah, of the movie, but, the discussion between him and the Yakuza leader, mm. we don't even really know See, if Woody Harrelson's telling the truth or if he's just really, really angry and, and wants someone to lash out at about it. I, I think he's telling the truth, but you could also argue that he never really did think he was going to be able to bring her back. He just was hoping that maybe right. she would anyway. Or he wanted to be the one in control of the situation and was just pissed off that this other guy took control away from him and took it upon himself. Because mm -hmm. you could argue that point, too. See, I, I thought there was... I thought, if you're talking about human moments in this movie, I thought the Yakuza leader was pro, was way more human than, than um, 
Farrick, who is which, the character that Woody. Which, so we should clarify: the older guy or the younger guy? The older guy. Could you? Yeah. Could you no, not? I was referring to the younger guy, the one here Woody Harrelson was having oh. the argument with. But no, I loved that character. I love that actor too. He's been in a lot of other stuff. Oh, he's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. John Kunimura. Yeah. Yeah, amazing, and I agree with you. And and I think really that the scene with where she goes in to confront him mm-hmm. made the movie like that was such a good scene. Cause I'm thinking, okay, yep. Now we got to get this scene out of the way. And then, wow, there's still like a half hour left in the movie. Not sure exactly where they're going to go from here, but I'm sure it's going to be kind of blah. And then they had that, that scene. I'm like, Oh, that was actually good. Like that had some meaning to it. And, and this is not the direction I thought they were going to steer everything. And Wow, this just got really good all of a sudden and is not just some cookie cutter stereotypical right. revenge movie. It changed right. at that point, but not in a way that it got sappy or cheap. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're we're kind of running a little bit long on time here. Um, especially if we want to keep our shows down to 30 minutes or less. So why don't we go around the room? Um, and if there's any last things that you want to throw out there, um, go ahead and, and do that and, and tell us whether you would recommend people check it out or not. So Lou, we're going to start with you. Um, I don't think there's anything else I want to add to it. I mean, I think that had a few detractors from it being a fantastic movie. It was a good movie to watch. Um, I think it's well worth your investment of, you know, two hours or hour and 45 minutes, whatever it was, uh, to watch this because it was definitely worth that. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, good acting, good direction. Um, you know, the visual effects in the movie maybe weren't top notch, but it was definitely directed from a standpoint of somebody who knows visual effects, mm-hmm. uh, both physical effects and, you know, the car scenes and stuff was pretty good stuff, even though it wasn't realistic. Um, yeah, I, I think overall the, the story elements and the fun time, I think it's worth watching. Yeah. Okay. Robin. No, absolutely. Agree on all points. Um, I wasn't as enamored with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as others, but um, I do think that the story held together. There was coherence. um, And yeah, again, um, we, you know, these, I'm not, I don't know that I would watch it again. So, but it's worth, it's worth a one-time watch. Okay. Um, I actually was enamored with um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's performance in this. I think this is not only her strongest, but I would, in my personal Mm -hmm. opinion, I would actually call it impressive. I thought she, she did wonderfully with it. Um, So there, there's that. I would say that it's definitely worth watching. It's not a perfect movie. It doesn't have to be perfect. I would say that it stands Mm -hmm. out amongst other movies of its production level, its budget, its distribution. I mean, this is a a direct-to-Netflix movie that flew under everybody's radar. It's got a very uninteresting name. It's short. It's easy to ignore. And yet, I don't think you should. I think that this is worth actually sitting down, you know, popping some popcorn, getting some beverages, and setting aside some time to make this a movie night and watch this movie and actually focus on it. I think that, yeah, you might not want to watch it a second time, but I think the first time, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think this is, um, for a streaming release, 
I think this is an event. I would call it an event movie, not like a Star Wars event movie, but like a, mm -hmm. this is going to be our movie night this week. We sit down with the popcorn. We turn the lights off. We put our phones on mute or vibrate. And, and this is the thing. And I think in that context, it's very satisfying. I really liked it. And I, I would definitely recommend it. I think it stands out amongst the competition. So I'll add one more thing in here too. I just pull up Rotten Tomatoes while we we're talking. And eventually they don't really agree with us. I don't um, care. <laughs> the, the tomato meter 30. was 42% and the audience score was 53. Okay. So. Mm. I don't like them anyway. Because, you know, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> no, I know. But it's just a, just a point to say. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think that we have been pretty clear on our justifications for things. And listen to some of the nitpicky stuff. Yeah. We do yeah. it because yeah. we analyze movies here on, on this show. We can't just say it was good. And there were some problems with it and not talk about what the problems were. But just because there were problems with it doesn't mean it wasn't good. We all three of us recommend the film. Sure. Me, maybe more so. Um, I I really had kind of low expectations going into it, and it definitely exceeded my expectations. So plus, what else are you going to watch right now? I mean, I hate to put it that way. Oh, but I have a list. There's there's <laughs> not been a lot of great stuff recently, though. Robin has a list and that's good. And right now, the next thing on the list is going to be the protege. And yep. we are going to cover that next Tuesday night. So that Sounds is your good. homework. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you for everybody hanging out in the chat room with us. Um, if you'd like to watch this live and hang out in the chat room, you can go to youtube.com slash random chatter. Hit the subscribe and the like button. And there's also a little notification button down there. It looks like a little bell. You click on that. You get notifications anytime we go live or upload new videos. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, like I said, I'm a little bit under the weather, uh, but that's okay. We keep podcasting anyway. Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time is normally when we start running. Uh, we also do Sunday nights for Force Chatter and Random Chatter, and we're bringing back Trailer Breakdown. Um, still got to get that reposted. Uh, and uh, hit randomchatter.com for all of our other audio podcasts. Lou, you looked like you were going to say something. Did I cut you off or was I wrong? No, no, okay. no. Um, so that's going to do oh. it. We will see you guys again in a week. Until then, take care, everybody.